इंस्ट्रूमेंट एवरीबडी लव It's Friday, y'all. We made it through another week. We did it. That's all you can ask for. I got a new episode out, and then I found out way after it was released, because I had it scheduled to release sometime today, and then I found out way after that I actually misspelled the word circle. So that's how my day's going. And not only that, but there were so many people that had already, you know, played the, the new episode. So if I was to go back and edit it and make circle actually spelled correctly... It would wipe out all of those listens and downloads and everything that make, you know, the show great. So, no. Now I have, what's it called? Let's see. It's called Stone Srickles, Mysteries and Paranormal. Because, you know, I did it very quickly last night and wasn't paying attention. And apparently spell check, whoa, and apparently spell check just didn't work. So, yes, we have... Haley and Laura and Ricardo. Oh, let me turn the phones on before I go down the little uh, list of fun people that are already here on a Friday evening. Again, welcome to the weekend. We made it through another one. How? I don't know. Because, boy, everybody is trying to uh, make these uh, this apocalypse last forever. But we'll get through it. Hold on. One more thing i got to turn on before I can do this. Where is it? There we go. All right. Phone is active. Phone lines are up. Everything's going crazy. Wait, what's going on with the message board? Can I? Oh, they just message board is there. Perfect. No, wait. I brought new rum today. Sweet. And close the door to your right. The thing is creeping me out. Never. All righty. Um, James Polk. How you doing? Vodka and cranberry ginger ale. I love it. Ashley, no alcohol left in my house. You know what? funny story it's a sad day in the sandvig house look at that i mean i've got two more but still one is gone that's terrible picking up some black market brewery suds as we speak wow that's the way to do it finally friday cody you could not be more correct on that one uh, the only reason I know it's Friday is because everybody on my work chat thing was like, Happy Friday, Happy Friday. I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess it is Friday. Okay, good. Leave me alone for the next two days. They're fine people. I just, you know, it's work. So the phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. If you've never called in before, it is very simple. You just call in, tell me any paranormal story. You ever seen a ghost? You ever seen a UFO? You ever seen a ghost on a UFO? You ever seen a ghost UFO? See? Adding to the levels. Have you ever seen a demon? Black-eyed child? A phantom? Where'd I get this cup? This cup, my Bigfoot cup, is from Amazon. And it was cheap, too. I bought it like a couple years ago, but they still have it. And I just realized you're Rose. Holy crap, Rose is here. Oh, guys, I love Rose. Rose is the best. One day, Rose, I swear to God, one day we're going to get to do that Black Dahlia episode when all this is over. 
someday. It's all I want. I just want to do one episode. Nah, I want to do many episodes with Rose, but one episode especially that I want to do, and that is the Black Dahlia episode. Veronica, it is incredibly cool if you call in with a cryptid story that happened to your siblings. Jennifer, calling in 30 minutes. Everybody watch the clock. 5.30, we're going to get a call from Jennifer. Lovely, lovely Jennifer. Hi, Rose. Uh, Veronica, please feel free to call 818-732-9399. I would love to hear your cryptid story that happened to your siblings. Oh, yeah, Randall Wallace, Rosie. There's a whole lot of Wallaces in this freaking chat room. Love it. Rose is an incredible um, designer, costume maker, seamstress. Um, I don't even know how like how to describe it. They, they, they do these fashion shows at, like, Comic-Cons kind of things, and Rose is always in it, and um, I forget what it's called. Rose can tell me. Stitch is already barking at me. Um, but she's fantastic. She's amazing with her costumes. So, and don't let her tell you anything different in this chat room. So, Ver uh, Stitch, it's cool, buddy. We're recording. Yeah, just mellow out. It's cool. Oh, tonight's shirt. Sorry. Well, I'll get to that later. You guys can see what it is. Stitch, got a call. You got to shut up, man. Don't be a dick. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt. It's Veronica. Hey, Veronica. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I have a cryptid story that I've been trying to get to you for a while, and I think you just kind of find it cool. Also, it takes place in Michigan. Really? Awesome. I can't wait to hear this then. What part of Michigan? Uh, I think the town was called Grand Ledge. Um, I, I could be wrong. I know it's like southern, like southwest Michigan, that sure. area. Uh, so when I was really young, my grandparents lived in Michigan, and my southern sister, who were a couple years older than me, went to stay at their house for a weekend, and every few weeks we would stay over there. Um, I never had anything happen that was weird when I was there. I don't think any other, there's 10 of us in our family, 10 kids. I don't think any of us ever had anything weird happen except for one time my brother and sister were spending time there and they were playing outside in the back and I guess it was like a hill that went down the back of the house down into like, I don't know, kind of like a valley type of thing. And I think they would have been maybe 12 and 9 or that age group. And they were running up and down the hill, and they ran all the way down. And behind a big rock, they, as my sister said, there was, like, this big white Bigfoot-looking thing what? that had either one horn or two horns. Yeah, she swore, and it scared the crap out of me because I was, I don't know, like, seven at the time. And she told me that story when she came home, and she swore it happened. And my brother <clears> said, yeah, I saw it, too. It was there. And it was, like, slumped over behind, like, a big rock. Like either sleeping or dead or something. Like what? Wait, yeah. so not only so, is it a white Bigfoot, Yeti, whatever you want to call it, but it had horns? It either had horns or one horn, I don't remember. So, like, she, my sister especially, always swore this was a true story. So, I had always thought about it growing up, but a couple months ago, I texted my sister, and she's on the Marines. She's an officer in the Marines. She's, like, a very serious person. I texted her and I said, "Hey, that story you used to tell us about the big white Bigfoot at Grandma Grandpa's house—that was, you know, that was bull, right?" And she said, "No, it absolutely happened." And she said she still remembers it. 
and she swears it was a true story, and uh, Allie's just, it creeped me out. Because I never hear these things happening up here. Like, I'm in the Chicago area, but, like, usually all of the, like, Bigfoot stories over here, like, in the south or in the woods, like, mm-hmm. blows up in Michigan, and which is so weird. And so, like, my whole life, this is a story that I've known about, and I didn't know what to do with it. So, I mean, A, this is an amazing story, but it reminded me of something. I had to look it up. I wanted to make sure I was correct. There is a thing called Sheep Squatch, and it's from okay. it's it's from the Midwest, but it's more for like the, the Southwest, but uh, or Southeast, I'm sorry. Um, so it's like West Virginia, that area. But there is a thing called Sheep Squatch, and it's a Bigfoot, white hair with horns. So, oh, oh, I guess that's what she probably saw then. Holy crap, I got a sheep squatch story. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I I was sure she was lying, but that story, I've never forgotten it. So I texted her and I was like, I would be mad. You were kids to tell me the truth that it happened. And she's like, yeah, absolutely it happened. That's freaking awesome. I've never heard of anybody that, I mean, I've heard of the sheep squatch legend and, you know, people had said, oh, I've seen it. And there's a fair amount of people, not as much as Bigfoot. But I've never heard, I've never talked to anybody that knew somebody that's related to somebody that actually saw a sheep squatch. This is another yeah, big get. Like, like if you yeah. put like, <laughs> uh, like uh, three episodes ago, I had someone that that saw a Thunderbird. So that was like a big check yeah. off on for me. And now I got a sheep squatch. I love this. <laughs> I will uh, Facebook message you the text. The screenshot of the text that my sister and I exchanged where she confirmed that it was something she saw. I would love I'll that. You. I would okay. absolutely love that. That's so cool. So wait, you have never had a paranormal experience of any kind? No, I I have, but not not a Bigfoot type of story, which I think is really, those are cool. Oh, I, um, are, you, are you kidding? No, yeah, they're I, very cool. I've sent you, you, uh, you did a story that I sent you on one of your listener paranormal episodes um, from when my family moved into our current house and my son and daughter went and played in the basement and they said they saw <gasps> Mr. Nobody. Yes, Mr. Nobody. I know exactly. Yeah, oh, sorry. Us. Yes. <laughs> hey, I've gotten, yeah. a, you know, what's um, funny about that is I've gotten a lot of people that have messaged me that said that their kid called their imaginary friend Mr. Nobody. No, okay, and that you know, I'll be honest, not a fan. Uh, it's kind of a creepy thing <laughs> to whatever you see. Thankfully, they have not seen anything since. But um, there is this like really weird thing that happened. I don't know that it's paranormal. It's just weird. Um, I had another baby a couple years ago uh, after we moved into this house, and her name's Luba. But since she was born, I don't know why I've called her Bunny. So. There's no reason for it. Just since the day she was born, we've called her Buddy. Sure. So we were, my husband and I were doing some demolition in the basement, trying to get it fixed up. We had a flood and stuff. So we took down all the paneling, and on the wall behind one of the pieces of paneling, there was all over the walls the owners who had had the house before us, uh, who had had it for like 40 years or something, had written notes, and their kids had drawn pictures and stuff. Behind one of the pieces of paneling was a big bunny. What? And it was just, like, really, really freaky because there were no other animals down there. Like, there were no animal drawings. Everything down there was, like, one of the things that the guy had written was, if you take down this paneling, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, stuff like that. That was the kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then behind one of them was a picture of a bunny. It was just creepy. So, Did you keep the picture of the bunny? Also, 
Oh yeah, I got pictures of all the stuff we found back there. No, no, no. But, but did you keep was... did you keep the wall with the bunny, or did you cover it up, or, oh, or yeah, paint? No. no, we haven't covered it up. No, nope. we Sweet. kept all that up. My husband wants to cover it up, but I don't want to cover it up. I feel like that would be disrespectful. Um, and when she was born, there was one night when I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was sure it, like it was the first night that my daughter slept through the night, and I woke up at like I don't know four o'clock, like freaking out because she hadn't woken up. And I heard a woman's voice say, she's fine. And I went back to sleep. And what? the next morning I woke up and I was like, wait, what the hell? Who, <laughs> who was that? I met just thought there was an old therapy lady that lived here uh, and died, I think died in the house. Uh, if she didn't die in the house, she, I mean, died after leaving the house. I mean, she, like, she was here, living here when she died. And you were just so like, she, like eh, she's okay then and went right back to sleep? <sighs> It was over the morning, and I was sleep deprived of mother, so I think at the time I was like, oh, thanks, lady. And so I went back to sleep, and then, like, the next morning I woke up, and I was like, yay, she slept through the night. I'm so glad I knew that she was fine in the middle of the night. And then I was like, hold on. I did know she was fine in the middle of the night, because somebody said she was fine, and no other grown women live here. I love so that. Very... I love that, that, that thought process of, wait a second. <laughs> And, and you've never heard from you've never heard from Mr. Nobody since. No, no, we haven't heard any. There's been nothing like my kids play in the basement. They never talked about seeing anything. It was just right when we moved in before we like moved our stuff in when everything was still empty. That's when they said they saw him. I think it's really interesting that, that, like I said, I've had other listeners who said that their kids have said Mr. Nobody as well. That's not a common name yeah. like Bob or Bill, and it's not a name that <laughs> if the real thing would say. You know, hell, oh, my name is right. Mr. Nobody. That's a very specific thing. It's one of those weird things that kids do because kids are creepy. And they, like, come up with names for things and, like, they, kids think the same way. But maybe, like, something in their little kid brain. I don't know. I guess. I mean, it's, it's very creepy. possible. I couldn't. I can't say it's not possible that it's just a child's imagination. But that whole specific Mr. Right. Nobody throws me every time. I still want to believe that, like... They kind of made it up, but we're not, like, ghost story people. I don't... The kids' ghost stories, they were, like, five or something. I think my son was five when it happened. It wasn't like I was talking about ghosts with him or anything. But for him to say that, and he said it like it was an actual person. He didn't say it like it was scary or like it was a ghost. He was like, no, there's a guy down there. Yeah. He's got a guy tied up. The guy can't talk. And uh, his name's Mr. Nobody. Jesus. Like, that story... <laughs> look, I get a ton of stories, and there's some that, that, that just kind of, like, blend back into the background, but that Mr. Nobody story is so fucking interesting to me that, yes, I'm so glad that you were like, hey, that was my story. That's bizarre. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've heard, we've heard people, like, our neighbors talk about how horrible the guy was that lived here. So I know he was not a good person. Um, but thankfully, I've not felt, like, anything evil or mean... Just silly stuff, like I'll hear voices saying hello to me. A lot of stuff happens around the baby. I just had another baby this year, and a lot of stuff will happen around the baby. Um, like I'll hear a voice talking to the baby a lot, and it doesn't bother me. Like I is feel it, like everything's friendly. Is it that same woman's that voice that said that, that the baby's fine? It's hard to tell. Um, there's definitely a voice that speaks that has an accent. 
um, which would make sense with the lady who lived here. But the voice that told me that he was lying didn't seem to have an accent, so I don't know who that would have been. Um, I don't know. What about a what about a grandparent or something? What about a grandparent or something like that? You know, my grandparents died when I was really young, and I didn't know them that well. So there's no one that really the people who died like in my adult years were all men. So hmm. I don't I don't know. I think it's possible it was one of my grandmas. Oh um, sure, yeah. I just don't know why she would visit me of all her grandchildren because <laughs> the older my older siblings were the ones that were close to them. So I don't know. Wow, this see. Man, talk about getting this show off to a great start. I got a sheep squatch the first time ever. Finally get to follow up on a Mr. Nobody. And I get a, a a woman that's just, you know, checking in on the baby, being a good nanny there. I got a free nanny. I can't, you know, ask so much. People pay good money for that. That's exactly right. You know, you got some extra sleep. The baby was fine. Now, see, if only you had, a, like, a camera on the baby at that time where you could have played it back to see if anything happened after... You know, like it was about 4 a.m., so anything after 4 a.m., like if the door opened or closed or, like, the blanket was pulled up on the baby, like if someone was actually checking in. You know, it, it makes good sense because we're about to switch the little baby into her crib. Maybe get some cameras on her, like some baby monitors. Not a bad idea. See if, uh, see if our little nanny, you know, ever interacts or whatever. Yeah, the parent nanny. I love it. Yeah, not a bad idea. Maybe we'll do that. Well, hey, thank you again for calling. And being the first caller, you kicked off this show like in a phenomenal way. So thank you so, so much. No, I'm more than happy to. Now I get to go eat dinner. Go eat dinner. Call me anytime. This is fantastic. <laughs> All right. Thank you a lot. All right. Bye now. Oh, dinner. I haven't had dinner yet. I went right from work to right from work over there to here. Ah, uh, Robbie asked, Kurt, thoughts, thoughts about uh, Missing 411 and Sasquatch? Yeah, I actually did an episode about the Missing 411. I only took like a, the tiniest of snippet from it, but I wanted to talk about all the missing people and the Sasquatch. There's actually a really interesting story on that episode about a boy who says that a bear kept him safe and sound. It wouldn't have been a bear. Obviously, it was probably, I mean, not obviously, but probably more likely that it was a Sasquatch that kept this kid safe and, and warm. There is a lot of people that have gone missing in national parks um, that will just never know if it was a Sasquatch or whatever, whatever happened to them. But there's been, in the 1800s in Canada, there was a hiker uh, or a miner or somebody that was out there in the woods like days, days, days away. And he had an experience with the Sasquatch family as well. I can't recall if I did an episode about that guy. But, um, oh, no, don't worry. I'm going to have dinner right after this. It's only 5.15. You know, it's all right. Thank you, though. Uh, uh, Sean, keeping an eye on me. I appreciate it. But, uh, but yeah, no, there's there's been many stories of people who have seen something in the woods, thankfully, that didn't completely go missing forever or got lost and then followed noises back to civilization. Those noises, a lot of times, do correspond or correlate or whatever you want to call it two Sasquatches, you know, banging rocks and banging trees and howling and all that stuff. And they just kind of followed those noises back to civilization. So, yeah, I mean, it is a very good possibility that, you know, a Bigfoot are out there. Let's see. Let's go to. All right. So let's get since we had a phenomenal first call. Uh, topic wide open topics for tonight's show. Any kind of paranormal experience, cryptid, UFO, whatever you want to call it. Um Lines, phones are open, 818-732-9399. But 
Did y'all see the creepy footage of the baby being pulled up by its feet? Yes, I did, Krista. I posted about it on the Facebook page, on the Paranormal Almanac Facebook page, and actually had a couple people that said babies just do that, which, if that's true, that's fucking creepy that babies just start pulling their leg up and kind of, you know, getting pulled up by their leg. It is freaking scary. If you guys don't know what Krista's talking about, scroll through the Facebook page because it's on there because I thought the same thing. I thought it was a really crazy story as well. Ashley, order delivery. Um, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll get a pizza or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, ba -ba -ba -bum. Let's see. Oh, the shirt. Yes. So the shirt is, this is my UFOs. Where is it? There it is. UFO over the pyramids shirt with a little bit of a sphinx in there somewhere. Right there. Sphinx in it as well. This shirt, funny. Oh, crap. I have a funny story about the shirt. I'll tell you after this call. Remind me. Someone remind me if I don't tell this story. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt, it's Sean. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, good, how are you, Sean? Good, good. What's new with you? All right. Well, nothing new necessarily, but I was actually kind of thinking, and I've noticed that I've nearly caught up pretty much every personal paranormal experience I've been through, but I know that there's like one or two that I did leave out thus far, so... Um, I figured I may as well go ahead and bring those up real quick because I only have one that I can remember right now, and then David actually has one, so I'll just pass him the phone after I ta I'm done talking. Alrighty, let's let's so, hear um, it. All right, so this was back when I was um, still a kid, so I was doing you know the joint custody visitation at my father's, and um, I have three stepsisters at the time that lived in the house with us. Um, so it was one of the weekends I was, I was spending there. Uh, my sister Maggie, who's about like a month older than me, we were in our kind of joint bedroom thing where we had like the two twin beds and they were on opposite sides of the walls. So when you come into the room, um, the door is immediately like the very edge of the room. So you would come in and then to your left, there was her bed right next to the door. My bed was from hers between two windows. And, well, the second floor of the house, it's a really old house. I think I actually double-checked it online, and it was built uh, the early, like, it was 1901, I believe, was when the house was built. Um, it's not too old, but old enough for that town, and it looks like a giant house. But this was the first time that I actually had experience in that house, apart from uh, my sister who saw the creepy ghost boy that told her to get out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last time I told you. Yeah. So... This is when I kind of still didn't believe all that stuff, but we were we were sleeping on the twin beds, and the door, the bedroom door, is cracked just a little bit because we let the cat come in sometimes. Um, he would usually sleep with my sister, and I woke up to her kind of trying to throw a pillow at me or something. She said, "Sean, Sean, wake up! Sean, wake up!" So I woke up, and I'm very I'm a very cranky sleeper, so I turn around I'm like, "What the hell do you want?" And she points at the door, and she's gripping her stuffed rabbit really close, and she's kind of ducked under the covers a little bit. And she's not really, she doesn't get scared very easily. Um, but this, she, she got my attention. We both looked at the door. And in the doorway, um, standard-sized door or whatever, there was a black mass of a figure that stood much taller than the door, and it was kind of... Um, 
in the hallway. It was between our bedroom door and the bathroom door. And it was a lot taller than my dad, who's about six, six foot flat, I oh, think. Wow. So it's taller, it's taller than him. And it's kind of hunched over. It had bright red eyes. And it was just staring from the hallway into the bedroom at the two of us. Um, I think she may have finally gotten the courage to kind of like kick the door closed. And we tried to go back to sleep and I, and she woke me up again or she got my attention again as I was finally falling asleep after we kind of sat there in fear, unable to move. And where my bed is, I'm facing, the foot of my bed is facing the closet that's always open because the door was broken. And we watched this black mass again. It was a smaller one though. Like it was almost like it was crawling on all fours if it were like human sized. And it, crawled up to the bed and I felt it pull the covers a little bit. Of course. And at this point and at this point, you know, we finally said, Screw it, we're just gonna scream, wake up the parents because we don't know what to do. This is scaring the crap out of us. So we screamed. My dad comes in, he's in his pajamas or whatever. We tell him what happened. He says, Oh, you know, it's just a nightmare, you guys are okay, you know, go back to sleep, everything's fine. Um so, you know, we went back to sleep and the next morning there was a really nice deep cut on the inseam of my ankle, kind of oh, where the wow. ankle bone protrudes out on the inside. And then the day after that, it was already done and it already healed into a perfect scar, which I still have. Is it, um, yeah, it's on my left ankle still. So I have a random scar from whatever it was that was in the bedroom that night. Because I remember there was no other thing that could have caused it. I woke up, had a little bit of blood on my sheets, and a nice gouge in my ankle, and then it was done the next day and already scarred like it never happened. Holy crap, wow. All right, so yeah, that is a, uh, that's one you haven't told before. Oh my God. Yeah, and and it was weird because this, this particular room was the, um, I guess the epicenter of what we would consider the, the negative activity in the house because this is the same room that when they moved in that she saw the little boy. He was <clears> in, he was like near that closet, so that was the same room. And yeah, there was there was only one other thing that happened in that room other than, you know, the little kid that dropped books on her head and was creeping in the corner. Um, it was actually a few years before the thing reached out of the closet. Actually, not years. It was like a couple months before the thing reached out of the closet and cut my leg. Um, we actually had a big bunk bed in the room before we had the twin beds. So my sister, Shauna, she would sleep on the top bunk and Maggie and I would sleep on the bottom bunk. And one night we all woke up to the, um, one of those crappy little electronic keyboards. It was playing. Yeah. There's no batteries in it. It's not plugged in. Nothing. We couldn't figure out what it was. Like, we all actually got up, turned on the lights, and it was still playing music. The three of us witnessed it, and there was no possible way for it to have done that. Either. Well, no. I mean, obviously, especially without the, without batteries in it. But, you know, I've had experiences like that as well. If the battery's pulled out, it continues to play. Now, Marsha is saying, yeah. Mar listener Marsha is saying that she's seen the same thing and it clawed her blankie and she's had night terrors from that thing. So, Marsha, when when we're done with, with Sean and Dave, I want to hear your story and see how closely oh, yeah, it connects. No, I definitely want to hear that because that was that was the, the only time that I've seen it. But my sister claims to have still seen it. Like, this thing seemed to have been kind of on her case more than mine but i witnessed it that night that's when it got me sure and that was like my 
first real, real introduction to the paranormal, other than, you know, the Ouija board that I chalked up to, maybe I was just hallucinating or something, so I was just oh, yeah. a kid. Oh, yeah. But this one was, this stood out, I still remember it, and I never really had any other experiences in that house, but my sister, uh, okay. she definitely did, constantly. Well, this is actually interesting. Susan said something I didn't even think of. It marked you for life. Maybe that's why you see so much, see it so much. That's a good point, Susan. That's a really good point. Maybe you are now connected. Yeah, that, that could be it, honestly. Um, I mean, this was also the other thing is that this thing. It was years after. It was a couple. It was like a year or two after I had done the whole the whole Ouija board thing. Actually, no. This was this was actually earlier than that. My bad. I was probably like ten or twelve when this. Yeah, no, that's really inter- that's an interesting theory. I kind of like that idea of, you know, it kind of marked you so it can always find you. I, I think that's very interesting theory, Susan. Good job. I like that a lot. That is a theory a lot. Um, I'm gonna pass this on to Dave. Pass me to Dave. Let's hear some. Let's hear from Dave. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Dave. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, so, yeah, um, she wanted me to tell you the, the story about what happened um, with my daughter. Uh, she was not even a year old. She was maybe like a couple months old. And we were, uh, it was, uh, my ex and I were at my old at, uh, house that I told you about where I experienced the uh, shadow person running into my room. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we had, we had uh, my bed was set up there, and the, and the crib was set up there, and my daughter was, like, fast asleep. It was roughly around about 11 p.m., and we were getting ready for bed because we were like, oh, maybe, you know, it's getting a little late for us, so we were going to go to sleep. And um, when um, we were getting ready for bed, you know, I, I kind of, it takes me a while to go to sleep. I kind of just, like, wait a couple minutes and relax, and... As I'm relaxing, I I heard shuffling from the crib, and I heard whistling. Like, it sounded like someone was whistling inside the room. Now, when you say whistling, and you mean I, like like a tune, or just kind of... Like, it was, it was, it was like, almost like a tune. Oh, wow, that was creepy. That sounded like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... It sounded like, kind of like they were whistling some sort of a tune, but it was something I've never, like, I don't know what kind of tune it was. I don't remember what, what it could have been because I, it sounded like something I never heard, but it sounded like it came directly from the room. And my ex, obviously she's right next to me. She wasn't whistling. I would have heard it. It was, it would have sounded a lot louder. Um, so I heard that nobody else was in the house. And it was just us. It was just me, my ex, and my daughter. And this whistling came out, and it, it sounded like it was almost like in the center of the room. And my my daughter, she's she's maybe like I want to say maybe like four, maybe five months old. Hasn't gotten up for anything. Doesn't know how to stand. She sits up mind you, from a dead sleep, like, she was super tired, like, she, she was already knocked out at, like, 9 p.m., so she, she's, like, her eyes are still closed, she sits up in her crib, and then she starts laughing. Oh, wow. Like, giggling. Yeah, now this is where it gets creepy. She starts giggling, and then she picks herself up onto the crib. 
and continues giggling while this whistling happens. And then the, the whistling stops. Um, she's still giggling for a little while. Her eyes start to open. She looks around a little bit, and then she goes right back to sleep. Wow, so she and definitely it. heard it as and well. And I looked at... Oh, no, no. I know for a fact that that, that happened, and like my ex looked at me, and she's like... What the hell was that? Like, yeah. She heard it too. So it's not like it was just me. It was, you know, my ex heard it. Um, I don't know what it could have been. Maybe it was like, I don't know. I, I, I want to chalk it up to maybe like, you know, I guess ghost relatives or something. But it was still really creepy. No, no, that's, <laughs> yes, that even, is, that is very creepy. She wasn't creepy. even conscious enough to like understand what was going on. I mean, she's a baby and that's just... I don't know, paranormal activity with babies or kids. I'm, I'm the same way you are. It's yeah, man, creepy. I'm with you. Like, it's okay, it's okay, but it's still kind of creepy. <laughs> no, it's really creepy. Like, I don't, and I yeah. don't get why, and I hate the fact that it's so creepy to me, but it's really creepy to me. Kids, it, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, I feel the same way, and that's kind of why it, like, freaked me out, because um, it, I think it almost, I want to say that it coincided with around, like, a little... I mean, the roughly a year or two after what happened with the shadow person. Sure. So that might be linked. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just, you know, a deceased relative or something. But whatever the case was, it was really creepy. Well, the fact that it, that it, 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 it whistled to get everybody's <laughs> attention is weird. Like, that's not a typical, yeah. you know, you know, uh, like Veronica's call with, you know, with the nanny. That wasn't a typical, like, oh, the baby's fine. No, this was a, let's get your attention in some kind of Negan-esque kind of way, which is creepy as hell. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of why, like, when I heard the story about the nanny, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this reminds me of what happened. Oh, and yeah. Sean reminded me as well. Holy crap. But, well, yeah, I figured I'd call you in about that because... Um, no, this is great. That Thank was you. one of those that, that I, keep, I keep forgetting to, to tell you, and it keeps, like... I keep forgetting that, that I have to tell you. I always, for some reason, I kept thinking that I told you about it already. No, no, you definitely hadn't. No, that's an, it, yeah. hey, that's <laughs> another great story. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, well, you guys, I know we'll be on here, so I'll see you on the chat room, but if you want to call back, you know the yeah, rules. Come on back. If, if, I, if I remember anything else, I'll be sure to call back. Please do. Yeah, no, totally. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, All bye right. now. Okay, so we have Marsha. If you would like to call in, no pressure. Um, you said you saw the same thing. I would like to hear your version of the story, see how it connects, see how it combines. Jennifer, it's now about 5.30. It's been about a half hour. Again, no pressure. Carrie, you said you got some stories. I'd like to hear from you as well. It seems like there's going to be a, a really phone call heavy night, which is exactly what I want. That's the whole point of this. I want to hear your guys' story. But... Before I hear your guys' story, I'm turning off the phones for just one second. So nobody call in just for a moment. I'm turning off the phones for Do Not Disturb so I can tell you about the shirt, my shirt story. It's a real quick story. But, so I went to AlienCon um, last year, two years ago. Thank you, Susan. Yes, shirt. It is the shirt story. Shirt, Joshua. Yes, shirt story, shirt story. So I went to AlienCon a couple years ago, and I wore this shirt because why the hell wouldn't I wear this shirt? And uh, one of the guests from the Alien Con was uh, Giorgio Sukalos. If you don't know who Giorgio Sukalos is, I guarantee you, you do. He is the meme, it was aliens. The guy with the crazy hair that's on Ancient Aliens, it was aliens. That's Giorgio Sukalos. Love him. Nicest guy in the world. So, I, uh, that's correct. Aliens, you are correct. So, 
I'm wearing this shirt walking i i've got i got a press pass um to do to cover alien con because of paranormal almanac it was very cool very fun so i'm walking from the press room to the one of the main halls to see von donegan probably doesn't matter uh and Giorgio sukalos is walking as well so i said hey hey i love your work and he goes dude i was just going to stop you i love that shirt where did you get that shirt and starts you know, pulling on it looking for the tag and i was like oh no no it's it's uh Man, I already forgot who made it. Um, but I was like, oh, here, here's how you get it. It's on this website. And he's like, I got to get me one of them shirts. It's the best shirt I've seen all con. And so I get in, go to the... It was definitely Von Donegan because he was one of the panels on Von, panelists on Von Donegan. So I'm sitting towards the front or probably the front row. And they're doing the panel. And he's middle of stuff. And he goes, that's the shirt. And he's telling whoever he was sitting next to, that's the shirt right there. Love that shirt. And then got right back into it. So this is a Giorgio Sukalos. It was Aliens approved shirt. That's it. That's how quickly that story was. But I love it. Every time I wear this shirt, it makes me think of that. And what a great interaction I had with that guy. And what an awesome guy he was. He was the best. Absolutely the best. So, uh, yes, Rob Kinney, uh, most chupacabras are something with mange. Raccoons with mange. Uh, mostly coyotes and dogs with mange. Thank you. Perfect timing. Let's get on to a call. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, it's Jennifer. Yay! Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Good. How about yourself? Great. Well, you got a weird voice. No, oh, you, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You sound great. I'm just teasing you. You know, it's funny because one of the... Uh, people that posted yesterday posted for the listeners i didn't want everybody to be like oh my god this girl's voice is horrible because that's how i feel about my voice i don't want to torture everyone <laughs> no you are you kidding you sound great no like this this oh, is a weird you. voice you you sound fantastic oh great thank you so i have several stories for you i just don't know which ones you want me to start out with i can start out with the most recent one that happened about the end of february if you'd like Yes, that would be fantastic. Please, thank you. Okay, it's about a UFO type of situation. So I'll start out by letting you know that um, anything to do with UFOs, I really don't like. It creeps me out. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. Abduction, anything. The movie The Fourth Kind is super creepy. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, so um, I was in my kitchen, and I was facing towards the front of my house. So I live in South Jersey, oh, okay. and I live in the suburbs. Um, the suburbs, I, I, it's pretty wooded area where I live. I live on 13 acres of protected wooded land behind my house. I live on a private driveway, so we don't have tons of people around us. There's only like four houses on our street. So the front of our, our house is um, a plaza where there's a fence, so we don't have a lot of people around. So I was looking in the front of my house, and I see this big blue flash of light. And the blue was kind of like on your Comcast box, if you have an Xfinity box. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the, yeah, sure, yeah. That, that blue light when you have the box on, it was like big blue flashes of that color. And, uh, and it startled me because I never saw big blue flashes of light like that before. Um, so I kind of stepped back and... Um, my husband was looking down, he was cutting food up, so he really wasn't paying attention, and, and I told him about it, and he looked up, he didn't see anything. 
Well, right then, I started feeling like an overwhelming feeling of anxiety. And um, what people describe as a panic attack. Yeah. And all of a sudden, our, our dog started barking. Now, we have a miniature poodle. And she's really protective. So she started freaking out and barking. And we didn't hear anything or see anything. But she went over to the door, and she's in the hallway, and she's barking. And no one else is home, just the two of us. And she was carrying on something crazy, and we didn't see anyone outside, nothing. So I started feeling more and more anxious, and I don't know what it was about. So I couldn't get myself to calm down, and I sat down on the sofa, and I tried to relax myself. And I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. Something about it was just uncomfortable. Oh, wow. So a little while passed. It was crazy, and I don't know what it was. It was like she sensed something. I sent something, so then I went up to get a glass of water, and like I was saying, our backyard, we have woods in the backyard, but we have a compost bin. It's about um, 20 um, inches around. Yeah. It's about like an, an octagon shape. Well, that's in the backyard, so I was looking out into the backyard, and next to the compost bin, I see a white... Um, I guess you would call it, it's a shape of like a soccer ball, but it had, um, it was like a cube. And it was stationary, but it was spinning toward the house. Wait, how big and was this thing? I, I went out, to, I, you know, and I went out to just because I figured you were going to ask that question <laughs> and measure it because I was picturing it in my head um, compared to the composter. It was about 12 inches because I, I compared it to the compost bin. It was about 12 inches, and it was hovering, and it was spinning toward the house, but stationary. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't moving toward my house. It stayed there spinning. Yeah. And it, and it was, and it creeped me out, because I saw it, and it was there, and it was white, and it just stood there, but it was spinning, and it was there for, like, a hot second, and I saw it, and I froze. And I sat back down on the sofa. I was really creeped out. I saw my heart pumping down on my chest. And my husband said, you're right. I said, no, I, I can't talk to you about it right now. And it took me a while before I told him. But then by the time he looked out the window, it was gone. Now, he's the kind of person that wants to have an experience. He wants UFOs and aliens, <laughs> and he wants that paranormal stuff. And it never happens to him. Of course not. That's not me. the way it works. It's always people that don't want it, they get to see it. Right. So, so between the blue flash... Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you're doing great. I just had a quick question. So, uh, Kurt, not me, I would be weird if I referred to myself as Kurt. Kurt wanted to know what time was this, what time did this happen at? 530 at night. Oh, okay, so it was very, it was It was early in the evening. Um, I, I assume that the sun had gone down, it was dark enough, but, so it was still early enough in the evening that you had your wits about you. It wasn't like you were sleeping or anything. I could see. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I could see. Now, I never get anxiety. I don't have panic attacks. I could see it as clear as could be. I knew exactly what it was because I don't want any of that stuff to happen to me. I'm not like a UFO enthusiast. I don't want any of that <laughs> stuff. Um, my husband even called. There's a man from New Jersey that does like MUFON um, sure. research, and he contacted him, and the man, he just told him what had happened. The man did say that it's very common for people to feel anxiety and have like a panic um, feeling. Um, and he did explain that the the size or, or the shape that I um, experienced was very similar to what people had experienced. Because it was like a cube with smooth edges. Sure. 
That's actually that was really neat. It's been reported before, but not. I mean, I don't know if personally if there's ever been one in in Jersey that's been reported before. But those get reported a lot in the Southwest and like New Mexico area. So that's really interesting that you're talking about something that has definitely been reported by a bunch of other people that they have seen as well. Um, right. Now I'm going to ask you the question that you probably don't have an answer to, but I'm still going to ask it. So because of the panic attack and everything you know, leery about, you know, UFOs. It could just be that you're leery of UFOs, but it could also be right. that you've been abducted. Have you ever thought about that? Yes. Well, yeah, my husband said the same thing because I have fibromyalgia, and he said they say people that have fibromyalgia are symptoms of people being abducted. Yep. So they, they say um, different symptoms of people's autoimmune disorders or different medical conditions are people that have been abducted. That's correct, so like, yeah. I don't want to hear it. I was like, I don't want to hear anything about it because, <laughs> I don't know, it's just something about it. I mean, I love horror movies. I love paranormal. Sure. I love it. But when the idea of being abducted, for some reason, I don't know why, it just creeps me out. Well, and, yeah, it's creepy as hell. You know, Look, I love UFOs to no end. I want nothing more than go for a ride on a UFO. But if the only way I can go for a ride on a UFO is to be abducted, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm cool. Right. Right. And I and like I'm good if I never see that again, but but it was so crystal clear in my head that it happened. Um, there's no explanation for the bright blue. There's no explanation no. for what I saw. Look, I could be a skeptic. I could be a skeptic and say the bright blue was just a you know a transformer somewhere in the distance shorting out. I don't think it was. Right. I'm just trying to be a skeptic. Right. But the right. but there is no no way you can tell me. Oh, you know, the cube? Oh, well, what you were seeing was an, an owl carrying a basket. No, there's right. no fucking explanation right. for that. Right, especially if you were to see my backyard. And I'm the first one to poo-poo any idea that somebody gives me. I'm pretty <laughs> much the one that, like, no way. There's no way. That's what I like about your podcast, because you're. I like the fact that you're a skeptic, because I feel the same way. Like, I'm not Thank just going to believe anything anyone says. Because I'm like, oh, okay, let's try all the possibilities because I'm, I'm a science-based person. Thank I you. I appreciate that. That so. is exactly right. You have to be a sciencey person. You can be a skeptical believer, but you've got to, you can't just believe everything. Nothing drives me more crazy than someone who just believes everything despite what the evidence shows. Right. Right. And that's kind of how I thought about this. That's why when this happened, I thought, gosh, I think I've had everything happen. I haven't seen a cryptid, even though I live in the woods. I did buy a, tri a, um, a trail cam. I haven't put it up yet because I, I don't want to see any cryptids because uh, they're in my backyard. No, no, I don't no. want to see any creepy no, things. <laughs> but, but wouldn't you rather know? Like, wouldn't you rather have the, the, the trail cam there and it catches something so you know... Or you don't know, like, you, oh, I've never... I've had the trail cam up for six months. I've never caught anything. As opposed to you not having a trail cam and there might be something right there just past the tree line, you know, spooky, scary kind of crap. Uh, there's noises that we hear. I'm sure they're animals. We have all kind of animals back there. I've seen them. But to hear cats fighting in the backyard or feral cats or to hear raccoons back there fighting or to hear birds or hear different animals fighting or getting killed or attacking each other, that's horrifying. Jesus, it's like an because animal... you don't know what it is. It's like an animal fight club in your backyard. That's terrifying. Yeah, and, and you don't know, and you hear it, and you're like, what? So then you go through everything online to 
try to, to identify the noise because you're like, what was that? So when people are sitting here like, oh, that was definitely this kind of animal. Oh, it's a Sasquatch. This. I'm thinking, oh, that would really be an animal that we already know. Yeah, more it's often just, than um, not, it will be. Yeah. I mean, that's how I look at it. But also, hey, I'm all for some cool thing that we haven't discovered yet. I'm fine for with that too. <laughs> You meet both, but, but again, you got to be a skeptical believer. Okay, so you said you right. have more than one story. Yes. Can I can so, I pressure um, you for another one? Yeah, that's fine. So, the house that I live in, um, before we had the house built, it's only thirteen years old, and before we had the house built, it was pretty much just land. Since the fifties and sixties, it was a swimming hole, and then it was a playground for children. And when we got the house built, when they, um, you know, started um, killing over the land, they saw the playground, they got rid of that, and there was like a dollhouse there, a playhouse, and creepy doll. So they got rid of that. Um, for the first couple of years, nothing really happened on our property until my daughter was little. Um, but the first thing that really happened would be um, in my children's uh, playroom. So that's like the first, that's like a formal dining room. That was the room that I saw through when I saw the blue flashes of light. But that's another story. Um, this, this room is pretty much the the epicenter of activity, and it still kind of is a little bit today. But uh, this was the playroom where the children had a TV. This TV was from when I was in high school in 1993. Um, it was a box TV. And the TV would go on and off by itself when the children weren't even in the room. Um, I know we, people used to be able to take a remote and go up to the TV, you know, outside and do that kind of thing. But oh, sure, I did we that tried as well. All that. Right. We tried all that. That did not work. That did not happen. We don't know why the TV would shut off and on by itself. So we didn't know what, what it was. It really scared us because we didn't know why it would do that. So or I'd have um, take, take that TV out, got rid of it, got a new TV. Uh, I would put it on like, the cooking channel. Um, I turned the TV off, you know, it's down the same channel that you turned the TV off. And then I would sit there and the TV would turn on and it would be on the children's channel, like Cartoon Network. Yeah. And I knew the kids weren't home and I, I'd be sitting there and then Cartoon Network would turn on. And we'd all be sitting there like, what the heck just happened? So that was like the first thing that, that just kind of startled us, but we didn't think anything of it. And then um, we just put it in the back of our mind. So when my daughter was two and a half, that uh, was 2010, she was playing in that playroom. And we were in the living room. And I would always believe my children, no matter what they said. So my daughter came running into me and t- telling me uh, with really big eyes that there was a little boy um, with a funny-looking face that wanted to play with her. Holy crap. So... Her brother is five years, my son is five years older than her, and he was at school. So I was like, what? So I didn't think anything, and I'm like, well, let me see. So I got up, I looked, and I said, honey, I don't see him. I said, what did he look like? You know, I was trying to appease her because she was visibly upset. Sure. And she said, he had a funny face. He wanted to play with me, and she was really scared, and she was adamant about it. She was two and a half. Like, how was she going to make it up? You know, and I could see that it bothered her. So I didn't know what the funny face meant and what she meant. So her father kind of was like, yeah, right, please. And he didn't believe it. He thought, like, she's making up for attention. My daughter is a little girl that could play by herself for hours and doesn't need somebody to play with her. She's not that kind of 
child. So fast forward another week or so, she was um, in a living room with us, and we have really long windows that face the backyard in the living room. And again, her eyes got real big, and she goes, there's a little boy. I said, what little boy? The little boy from the playroom, he's at the window, he's floating in the window. He wants to come in and play. When she said that, we all, I, I, my heart was, was going to drop to my toes. Oh, yeah. Because you could tell she wasn't making it up. So she saw the same little boy floating in the window. So how do you, first off, you know, comfort your two-and-a-half-year-old, then you have a spirit in your house, and then there's one outside floating in the window. So I tried to calm down and ask her. She said he's probably about the same age as my son, who's about seven at the time. Okay. Um. So now we find out we have uh, somebody that's in our house, obviously a little boy, but he can be inside and outside. So I really wasn't sure how that was. Um, but Boy, she was I, seeing him. I'm so curious about the funny face. That's, I really want right. to know more. So I'll, I'll get to that. Oh, good. So, oh, awesome. Yes, please. So over time, um, my children would be in the rooms and I would have to be in my master bathroom washing my feet and I would feel a tug on my shirt and I'm thinking it's the kids and I turn around and no one's there. You know when you're bent over and you can feel your shirt tugging but yeah, you know yeah. it's not from your pants or something and you're like, what was that? Yeah. Um, then my children weren't home in the evening and I would be home by myself and I would feel my hair being stroked. The crown of my head, oh, my hair being stroked. Oh, no. My hair being pulled up, gently being lifted up. It happened um, uh, several times. I could tell you probably a dozen times, over and over and over again. And then after a while, I would turn around and say, just stop. Stop doing that. And it was never malicious, but it was constantly doing that to me, like lovingly petting my hair and lifting it up from the crown, like, like each strand. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, just stop. So it was just like... I had a feeling it was a little boy or whatever, but I didn't know what to do. And I felt like it wasn't doing anything malicious, but it was just annoying at the same time. Sure. Um, so my daughter was having trouble sleeping, um, and she would just tell me a whole bunch of stuff. But that's another call-in show because my daughter is good taking spirits in this house since she was two and a half, not just this little boy. Um, she still does it. Show. Uh, she hasn't. She stopped. She's 13 now. She's oh. 13. Um, she stopped a few years ago. But she did from the time she was 20 until the time she was about nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. In this house. Because she's only been born into this house. But, um, so, my husband had, um, had gone to a psychic. Um, just, you know, for fun to see how the woman was. Um, and the psychic had told him that, um, there was a little boy spirit in the house. He did not tell her anything about our house. Really? I told him, I said, please, I said, please, if you go to a psychic, do not tell him anything. I said, I'm not saying I don't believe in psychics because we have that run in the family, but just don't say anything. Yeah. Just let them tell you whatever comes to them. Okay? Again, my skepticism. <laughs> you know? It's fantastic. Not everybody is a true psychic. So he went there, and the psychic said, um, that you have a little boy spirit in your house, and his name is Matthew. And he was beaten by his parents. That's why he has a messed up face. Holy so, crap. Yes. 
he wants to stay in our house, and he's asking to stay, and he feels safe and comforted in your house. That's... So it all clicked. And I was like, are you kidding me? I thought he, I thought he was joking. I said, this has to be a joke. <laughs> now, have you tried to talk to Matthew since you find out his name? Have you said Matthew and interacted? I do. I do. I do. I mean, I love children. I'm really good with children. I'm a very nursing person. I love people. I work in medicine. Um, and I do. I walked around. At first, when I didn't know it was Matthew, I was like, you have to go. You leave here. You're scaring her. So now that I know it's him, we kind of all joke about it. And we're like, it's a good buddy. Because okay. we still have weird things that happen. Okay, so that's what I was just going to ask. Know. Yeah, we kind of know. So, all right. So we do. Um, but... She did say this, like he did say, he doesn't want to leave because he's so safe and he wants to stay. And I was like, oh, that's horrible, though. That the little boy got beat by his parents, and that's why his face was messed up. Yeah, that's terrible. And, um, so I, we don't know the rest of the story. I tried to look into my land, and if that was technically true and the information, and I mean, if I could look it up and find out, I'll call you back and let you know the actual information. Please but do. It was so amazing. Because, I mean, this is just a little bit of this information that I have. Like I said, I have plenty of things to talk about, but like I said, I would be a really long episode. No, you know, some of the things that would kind of happen. This is a fantastic, are you kidding? This is so, so good. I, I'm I'm mad <laughs> that, that you took so long to call me. This is fantastic. A, you sound great. Yeah. B, yeah, you have great. fantastic great. stories. This is amazing. Great. Yeah, I mean, we we have uh, infinite stories. Because I I'm starting to write a book, but I told you some of the stories. But every day we pretty much have something that happens. Because um, my children don't like to necessarily talk about it. Um, I have so often that we're kind of numb to it. But my husband writes every little thing down because he grew up as a, as a Catholic and then he became an atheist and now he believes because he didn't believe in this puppet until he met me. Interesting. Yes. Well, I tell you um, what, if you yes. do end up writing the book, I'm telling okay. you now, I'm going to be mad if you don't come on my show and talk to me about <laughs> your book and send me a copy because yes. I want to talk to you about your book. Oh, that's great. Yes. I don't know when this is going to be. I mean, hey, who knows what this quarantine I might have I was going to say, you got nothing but time, so hey, yes. just take your time. Yes. But whenever it happens, yes. I'm giving you an yes. open invitation on air to great. come on. We'll do a full show about you, about your book, about Matthew. This is, I, I, I love, I love the, I love the details. I love the fact that you walked into this skeptic, even after having your hair, like, that's just amazing. That's crazy to me. Uh-huh. It is. And like I said to you, um, a whole bunch of things, but I'm not going to hold you up. I know that people probably want to call and get in, but so many things that happen, um, it's normal for us. <laughs> even though people love these stories, it's just every day for us. So I was like, eh. and you think it's kind of funny, but I think some people are just drawn to it. I, yeah. I completely agree. And also, I will say, and, and I wholeheartedly believe this, that spirits know when someone is good, when there is good. Mm -hmm. And especially something right. like this when it's a child spirit. But but the fact that it knew like it could be safe with you and your family, that says a lot right. about you and your family. And... And I definitely, I won't ask you now. Well, I want to wait till the follow-up, but I want to know more about, you said that there was there were psychics in your family. There's so much more I want to ask right. you. But uh, this yeah. was fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Great. 
Well, thank you so much. You did great. This was perfect. Jennifer, I appreciate Good. the call. Is it Jennifer or Jenny well, or what do you, you. prefer? Uh, Jen is fine. Jen? Jen? Jen. Even I go by Jennifer on Facebook. You can call me Jen. I know I'm, I'm Jennifer of Patron, whatever. It's Jennifer, Jen. Jen, you are fantastic. I cannot thank great, you enough thank you. for calling. You are, This was so good. Okay, great. I, I can't wait to great. talk to you thank again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye now. Okay, great. Thank you. Holy crap, guys. How good was Jen? Did you... I mean, of course you heard it. Holy crap. And she was worried about calling in? A, she sounds fantastic on the radio. Perfect radio, podcast, whatever. B, amazing stories. This was great. But... It is that time, that time that hopefully will work this time, so I don't have to cut it out of the episode. It is, well, wait, gotta wait a second. There we go. It is the Stitch Pee Break time. So, let's see if this actually play today. Be right back, everybody. Come on, Stitch. Again, I can't thank Buzz Lee enough for that Stitch P break music. And again, I, I really got to ask Buzz one of these days when I see him on here, um, how he knew exactly the time that it would take for Stitch to go outside and go pee. Buzz, you're a freaking genius, my friend. <clears throat> again, Jen, can't thank you enough for that call. Fan flipping tastic. Uh, love, oh, go refill my drink. You know what? Screw it. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go refill my drink. Hold on. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play the the real Stitch P song while I uh, while I do that. This will take real quick. It's time now for a short break. Feel free to get a refill on your favorite beverage. And remember, if you have a definitely wants to hear from you. I am back. 
Had to switch over to Sailor Jerry. Still rum, still counts. Sailor Jerry and some pineapple juice because fuck it. It's a Friday. Let's make a party here. But yeah, today's I'm gonna just gonna read what Joshua wrote. Today's commercial break is brought to you by peanut butter whiskey. It's not quite peanut butter, but quite whiskey. And not quite I'm sure it's not quite whiskey. Not quite whiskey, but it sure is good. Alright. I am back. Uh, Robbie's asking me ETH or LDH. The fuck are you talking about? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I, I want to know more. What does that mean, Robbie? I, I, and again, everybody's going to be like, I can't believe you didn't know what ETH or LDH meant. Look, drinking, doing a show. Sometimes I miss stuff. The theme of this show tonight, Sarah, is odd cryptics, odd cryptids, or ghosts involving children. We do have a theme. I like it. We started with Sheep Squatch, and we've now moved into a whole uh, ghosts that are bothering or involving or connecting or, or, or you know, dealing with, with, uh, with children. Yes, Carlos, that is, that is the, uh, the, the monkey Kurt. If you guys get in right at the beginning, I always play one or two songs before I can get in. So, you know, I want to make sure you guys know that it's starting. And then I always put something in front of the camera and enjoy a couple of weird songs. Tonight was the monkey wearing my hat and um, Sasquatch songs. Okay, now it is the perfect time. Yes, I agree. That was an awesome story. A hundred percent. Fantastic story. Uh, so many great stories tonight. I love it. But it is now time for Marsha. If you would like to call, I would love to hear your story. Krista, damn straight, don't fucking shoot Bigfoot. Extraterrestrial hypothesis. Oh, extraterrestrial hypothesis or interdimensional hypothesis on the visiting of UFOs and aliens. See, I knew I'd know it once you explained it. That's me being blah, blah, blah. I do think that it is extraterrestrial, but interdimensional doesn't necessarily mean it's not extraterrestrial. It just means how they're getting to us. So uh, there is a lot of people that say that it is interdimensional yet still extraterrestrial, whereas they're using, you know, different timelines to, to jump around. I can get behind that. I can get behind both of them, to be honest with you. Oh, thank you, Stitch. I appreciate you bringing me a white plastic stick. Um, no, I completely, I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth between what is what. Um... I sent you a message about a cryptid. Oh, Sarah sent me a message. No, no, wait, this is alcohol. Here, you can drink this. This is water. Sarah sent me a message about a cryptid and the ghost girl from the Kendrick house playing ball. Well, Sarah, I have to check that message. I have not seen it, but I've been insanely busy since we talked last. What? Marsha, you keep getting a busy signal. 818-732-9399. Should not be going to a busy signal. Do not disturb is not on. Phone number's on. It should be working. 1-818-732-9399. Stitch is the best boy. Are you kidding me? He is the best. He'll bring me stuff that he'll find around the house or in the backyard um, to trade it in for a treat. That's a deal that we have where he can bring me something. I'll look down and be like, it's a stick. Go ahead and destroy it. And he'll destroy it. Or I'll be like, nope, let's trade it in. And he trades it in for a uh, 
for a stitch, uh, for a treat. Yes, Stitch does want some rum. Not, not happening. Um, but, uh, Marsha, keep trying. I'm very curious why you're getting a busy signal. Hopefully that is not something... Hey! This better be you, Marsha. I'm counting on you. Come on, phone. There we go. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, Kurt. This is Marcia. Marcia. Oh, crap. Is it really Marcia? Have I been saying it wrong this whole time? <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Don't worry. Don't oh, I'm so that. sorry. No, no. Are you kidding? That's terrible. Well, Marcia, I am so happy that you got through. I did. It just kept sending me the busy signal. It's odd. Something's trying to stop you from getting through to me, and we didn't let it. We got through. So, so you saw something that sounds very similar to what Sean was talking about? Yeah, I was uh, about eight or nine, maybe, and um, same exact detail, something dark, just a solid mass, and then I remember peeking over my bed and just watching it crawl through the room on the carpet, and then it pulled at my blanket, and then it grabbed my ankle, and I remember that was it. I let out the highest pitched squeal that I could possibly imagine, and then my parents ran in. And I've seen it one other time. Um, it decided it wanted to come through my wall, you know, for more creepy factor. And that was great, too. It left some claw marks on my wall. Holy crap. So it's it's actually leaving, not only did it scratch up a blanket or a blankie, but it actually scratched up and left marks on a wall? Yeah, it had, um, it was one night where I remember it was just cold. And I remember looking at the wall for some reason. And then it was trying to pull itself out of the wall. And there was about three or four marks um, running down the edges where it was trying to get out of. And my parents didn't believe until they looked at the wall and they saw these claw marks all over my wall. So, do you have an do you have an opinion on what you think it is? I, I don't. All I know is it scared the living shit out of me, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't something Rightfully that so. you quickly forget. So it's just a black shadow, no details, no, you know, weird colored eyes, no top hat, no claws that you could see, just black shadow? Well, I've seen the guy in the top hat before, but he never came at me or to do anything. He just kind of stood in the doorway. Um, but that thing, that thing was different. That thing, it made my skin crawl. And I just, I remember looking at it and being deathly afraid. Um... I remember it moving on the floor, and it, it looks like those typical horror movie things. But I was eight, and I didn't watch horror movies at that point. But it just, the way that it moved was almost like watching it in slow motion. And then as soon as it grabbed my foot through my blanket, that that was enough for me. Oh, hell yeah. Now, were you, were, did you have sleep paralysis during this, or were you fine during it, but you were watching it? I remember being able to move. I remember being able to clutch my blanket and trying to, you know, make myself as small as possible, hoping that it wouldn't see me. And I remember as soon as I I felt it, I was able to scream because I've had sleep paralysis before. Sure. And this was one of those things where you just, I could move. I could see it. And it wasn't something that I was, I knew I was awake. So let me ask you this. Um, if it left scratch marks on a blankie and on a wall. What did your parents say about that? 
Well, my parents uh, are were of Hispanic descent, so my parents are very superstitious. Um, my mom had someone come bless my room, and he did some weird uh, witchcraft in my room to try and prevent these things from coming back. Uh, my dad wasn't ever... The first time, he was kind of in disbelief. He was like, oh, it's just probably your imagination. And the second time that happened... He saw the wall, and he was like, no. He's like, this is something much bigger. Yeah, there's something more to it if if there's, you know, physical evidence, especially when it's, like, kind of messing up your stuff. I like the fact that your parents didn't immediately blame you. I think that's freaking cool, Marcia. Like, they were like, you know, wait, what happened? Oh, that's not cool. Let's bless the room. Not just be like, you know, Marcia, fuck, stop fucking shit up, you know? <laughs> no, my, I've had other experiences, so my parents always knew that it wasn't something that I was going to do. Um, they've seen things on their own, so they never really questioned it. You know, the first time it was like, all right, maybe it is a segment, but the second time around it was like, there's no way. So now do you, it, so it's touched touched your blanket, touched your wall. Has it ever physically grabbed you? It knocked the wind out of me once. Um, I remember seeing it in the corner of my eye and I walked into my room and it I don't know if it was the same thing but it felt the same and it just went right through me and I fell to the floor and I couldn't breathe uh, which is when my mom came in and my dad came in and then I'm obviously crying all over the floor and my dad picked me up and I remember he looked at me and he was afraid and he, he asked me what had happened I just told him that my stomach hurt and then I threw up, and then he looked at me, and I had a bruise on my stomach. Holy crap. So this thing's messing with you. Now, oh, wait, I hold on a second. I have no idea. <laughs> I, want, I want everybody want... on the camera to see what Stitch just brought me in change for a treat. Fine, <laughs> here you go. There's a treat here. Uh, so, like, all right, when you said it felt the same, what do you mean it felt the same? It just it felt dark. It's one of those things where you look at it and you know there's no light in it. It's just, it's just dark. Okay, that's very interesting that you said it felt dark because I've heard other people describe something as feeling dark, which is not necessarily a feeling. Obviously, you know something doesn't really feel dark. It is, you know, it looks dark. So that's very interesting that uh, that you use that same phrase that I've heard a bunch of other people use as well. Now. You've seen it. You know what it looks like. Is it human-shaped? The one that came out of the wall and the one that was on the floor were the same shape. Uh, the one that I saw at the doorway, it looks more uh, humanoid. It was more of a, a person. Okay. Which is why I think I went to look, because I, was, I wasn't as afraid when I first saw it. But it wasn't until I got to the doorway that I knew that something was wrong. Now, <clears throat> when they cleansed the house, did it go away for a while, or did it just immediately keep going? It went away for a bit. Um, my mom, my mom's Salvadorian. My dad's Mexican, and uh, they went to Bruja, uh, a witch doctor, basically. And she had told my parents that something was going, and he told her and my dad that. We had to put uh, an egg in a cup of water for three days and put it under my bed. That it was supposed to capture whatever it was that was dark. Yeah, yeah. And 
for a couple of days it was gone. You know, everything was fine. The house was a lot lighter, like you could breathe almost. And then as soon as that was over, it was like little things started happening all over again, but it wasn't as as scary. It was things that I could probably tolerate a little bit more, like cold spots in the house or certain smells would come up or doors would close. Uh, so they were using really anything. the the egg thing is is very very hoodoo very voodoo and and I know it's South American as well and everything like that, but it's it's essentially to capture the demon or usually a demon. That's I shouldn't say a demon because I don't want to mm-hmm. classify what yours is, but it's usually exactly. to to capture a demon and keep it inside the egg. When they crack it open, usually there's blood in the yolk. So that's really interesting that mm-hmm. that's the 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 choice that they made to try and get this thing. Do you know? Yeah, well. Do you know if your family has ever had to deal with this prior to you? Um, I don't know. I know that when I was younger, my dad would talk about, because my dad was also a Marine. He was a Vietnam Marine. So he would talk about all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, My dad was a firm believer in aliens. My dad said that he had seen things that he couldn't explain. Um, and they used to say that my grandfather was a witch doctor, too. So I'm assuming they probably have seen things, but we were kids, so we weren't ever really allowed to talk about those things. Your grandfather was, was a like witch doctor? Talk. That's what my dad said. Um, I kind of believe it, because my, my grandfather knew a lot of things. He knew a lot of people. Uh, we just never were really allowed to talk about those things. So... Is your dad still around? No, my dad passed about 10 years ago. Damn it. I was really hoping you'd say yes so you could kind of be like, hey, Dad, I just want to talk about Grandpa. Now, have you ever looked in to your grandfather to see if you could find anything out about him? Um, I had talked to my grandmother before she passed, um, and she had told me that there was just a lot of people who knew my grandfather because of the things that he was able to do for them. There wasn't really any discussion of what it was that was done or who it was for um but it was she just said it in that way that you knew that it was something else but it it just wasn't something that they really discussed and and you know what that is something that is also very common with someone that 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 does this whether they be a witch doctor or whatever they want to call themselves is that it's very private. They usually don't want to talk about this stuff, so that makes a lot of sense as well. Um, everything that you're saying right now really does connect to Central America mysticism, if you will, but I, want to, I don't want to call it mysticism because that, that sounds like I'm downplaying it when I am not. I really think that they know <laughs> what they're doing. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think that they're taught, you know, from the time that people could remember and the time that people could speak. I think that they were definitely shown that there are other things out there and this is how you ward them off or this is how you protect yourself from these things. That's exactly Um, it. That's the perfect way of saying it. They were, they're, they're taught that it's just, Hey, if this happens, you do this. If this happens, you do this. That's a very good way of saying it. That even though it is, holy crap. So Stitch, (laughs) Stitch just, Sorry, hold on a second. I want to put this on the camera. So Stitch just brought me a bunny puppet. The first time ever, I might add, that Stitch has brought me a bunny puppet. Um, So that's 
freaking I think creepy. he's trying to come for me through the phone. <laughs> Thank you, Stitch. <laughs> exactly. Or, or connecting with the bunny on the wall. I mean, there's so many connections tonight. But yeah, no, I do think that... that um, so wait, when's the last time that you saw this thing? Has it been a has it been a number of years? Um, it's been a while. I've I've seen my dad a few times in between. Um, I actually dreamt his death before he died, so that was an interesting one. Um, did he, I've seen did my he, dad a few times. Did he pass anything on to you that makes you go like, well, that was weird that he said this? Yeah, um, I found out that I was pregnant a few months after he had died. And I remember him telling me it's a girl. And I, I told him, I was like, you're lying. It's a boy. I know it's a boy. I've already seen the doctor. And he goes, you're telling me. He goes, I've seen her. She looks like you. It's a girl. And then we found out three months later that it was a girl. And she does definitely look like me. No kidding. So he definitely knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a funny man. He was a good man. I love that, that that you have a familial connection even after they've passed. Like, that's something that a lot of people would, you know, give their right arm for. So I think that's awesome. Have you ever had any dreams or connections with your grandfather since he passed? No. I've seen my grandmother, but not my grandfather. I don't exactly know why either. That's interesting. I wonder why that is as well. Um... Well, hey, you know what? This is fantastic. I'm so glad you called. I'm not even joking. I know I say this all the time. I don't want people to think that I'm just throwing that out there because I'm really not. I am legitimately 100% really glad when everybody calls and they have these fantastic stories and then they're willing to share, especially a story like yours and, and Jen's as well, where it involves family. Those are really hard to you know, to share. It's not something you want the world to know. It's very personal. So I really do appreciate these kinds of stories. Of course. I have a million more. <laughs> All right. So, so let me ask you this. So you've had a, I'll just call it a shadow person for lack of better terms. Um, you have a uh -huh. grandfather that is, is a witch doctor. That's amazing to me. I love that. I want to know more about that. But have you ever had any other kind of paranormal experience with, like, a UFO or a cryptid or something like that? I've seen a UFO uh, out in the Buttes where I live. I'm out in California. I'm in, I'm close to Edwards Air Force Base. Hey, welcome. And... Hey, fellow Californian. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah so Did you I'm feel the earthquake the other night? Edwards. Yeah, that was fun times. Yeah, fun that time. was great, wasn't it? Love that. I love a, a midnight earthquake to wake you up and rattle the world. Um, Edwards Air right. Force Base. I'm sorry, I forget. Where is where is that? What what major city is that by? Uh, it's over by Lancaster Palmdale. There we it's go. In the Mojave area. There we go. So I, I, I that's what I thought, but I didn't want to I didn't want to speak out of turn. So um, there is. A super volcano, just to scare you even more, there's supposedly a super volcano that has just been discovered over by you. So, you know, California. Yay! <laughs> now, all right, so tell me about this UFO. I want to see if it connects to Edwards, so I'm very eager to hear this. Well, I was driving home from my mom's house. Uh, my mom and my dad had already been split, so I was driving from my mom's to my dad's. And uh, I was driving over by the Buttes, and it was 
probably about 9, 9.20 maybe. And I remember stopping because I saw lights. And I was like, oh, they're probably just filming up in the buttes. They normally do. They filmed a couple different movies out there. Sure. And then it went straight up. And I was like, nope, that's not filming. And I just watched. And this was probably about 12 or 13 years ago. So it was when, you know, we were just coming out with cell phones and they were tiny and no camera. And I just remember watching it. I, I can't really say what size it was. I just remember it moved very quickly. And it went straight from what I saw at the Buttes into the air. And there was no noise. The wind was still. There was no, like, like when a plane kicks off, there's a lot of wind. There's a lot of turbulence. But there was nothing. There was no, like, the plants, nothing moved. It just went straight up. So it wasn't loud. It wasn't, you know, a plane taking off. The shit that you would normally hear at Edwards. Correct. I love it. I love it. That's the kind of stuff where... It was just interesting. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And even if it was, you know, 12, 13 years ago, that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you for quite a while. You saw something go up. Yeah. And and, and I'm assuming, please, you know what? I'm just going to ask the question before I assume, because that's just stupid. Come on, Journalism 101, Kurt. So can you tell me when you (laughs) say it went straight up what you meant by that? Uh, It went from what would be like the desert floor into the clouds, into space. It just flew up. It went directional. There was no movement. There was no takeoff. There was no, you know, catching a lift. It just went straight. Um, I I saw it for a matter of maybe like 20 seconds. Wow, no kidding. And it was gone. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just in like a, I just saw the lights on it. And I remember looking at it and thinking, and then it was just up and out. And I was like, wow. And I remember looking at my clock, and maybe a minute or two had passed from the time that I looked at it to the time I looked at my clock. It was just gone. Holy crap. All right, yeah, so I yeah. Yeah, my dad was like, yep. He's like, there's more out there than you know. I'm like, great. He's not wrong, I'll tell you that. He is not wrong at all. Damn it, this was a fantastic call. Are you kidding me? Holy crap. <laughs> All right, so well, you thank said... thank you for having me, Kurt. Are you kidding? Thank you for being on my show. Thank you. Oh, this is amazing. So, you said you had more, right? Uh, yeah, I have, okay. I have a lot, a lot more. Okay, so I want to hear life. from you again. I definitely want to hear from you again. You sound fa- good. You sound fantastic. You weren't nervous at all. Like you just freaking killed it. This was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Chris. All right, Marcia. I'm sure I'm gonna screw up your name again, but for right now, I remember that it's Marcia. Thank you, Marcia. Thank you so much for calling. This was awesome. My pleasure, Kurt. Have a good night. Thanks you too. Seriously, how good is tonight's show? I'm a listener as much as you guys are a listener, and I'm fucking wrapped up in this show. There's so much going on. I mean, that's just amazing. So, Sean Wagner, let me ask you this in the chat. It does seem like she saw the same thing that you saw, but I want to know from you if you think she saw the same thing that you saw. 
Uh, Robbie McKinney, yes, the new Skinwalker Ranch show is fantastic and hokey and cheesy, but the evidence does seem to be science-based, and that's why I like it. I don't know if you've heard my interview yet with uh, Dr. Travis Taylor, I think his name is, but um, I talked to him about that show. I've always wanted to go to Skinwalker Ranch. It really doesn't sound like they're going to you know, open it up to everybody, but my hope is that this show is doing so well, thanks to people like you, to all of you listening, that this show is doing so well that my hope is that someone will take this thing seriously and let me start going to Skinwalker Ranch and investigating all the locales that I want to investigate. But, and here's the problem, between you and me and everybody listening right now, um, there was a channel that was interested in Paranormal Almanac for a show idea, kind of, a little bit, but they didn't want the debunking. And I was very firm with... If something's fake, I'm going to call it out. Paranormal Almanac, the big part of it is the debunking. I personally want that. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck to my guns about it, and I always will. But I'm hoping that they come around to the fact that just because I debunk this much, it doesn't mean that, that this much isn't real. And that is exactly how I feel if we did debunk, if we're to debunk all the crap, all the BS regurgitated bullshit websites, get rid of all of those. The evidence that we have is still there and it's still fantastic and incredible and a lot of evidence. So yes, Robbie, I am watching it. I really recommend it to everybody. My hope is that they do a full other season, you know, fingers crossed, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, I want to be there to go and do the same kind of thing that they're doing where, you know, some of it is hokey. That little hole in the wall and there's something in there. Fuck all of that. Stick with the real shit. The the triangulations and the the weird reflections and all that, I'm 100% behind. Um, Dave, I, I, I thank you and I agree. I won't settle for less. Um... Robin, yeah, I thought the same thing when I was, you know, when I was kind of quote unquote approached, I said, well, but I do debunking because not everything is real thinking they'd be like, "Ooh, there's a hook, you know? So, you know, again, I've often said this, I'll say it again. The goal of Paranormal Almanac is to do an in search of type show where every episode will be about a different location or a different topic, including debunking. So, Krista, thank you so much. Carlos, thank you so much. Um, skeptical believers, they're out there. We need a show that represents us. My hope is that there are, I mean, I know for a fact that there's not just the people that are on here listening. I see the numbers. I see what Paranormal Almanac brings down. It has gone past my wildest dreams. My weekly numbers blow my mind weekly, daily. Like, it is incredible the amount of people around the world that are watching, they're listening, not watching, well, watching now, but listening to Paranormal Almanac is fantastic, and I cannot thank everybody enough. Have I seen the show Paranormal Caught on Camera? Yes, I have, Carlos. I actually started recording it, then I stopped recording it um, just because I needed room on my DVR. Um, I, like, I like a lot of it. I'll put it that way. There is a lot of it, a large chunk of it that makes me go, 
What the fuck was that? And that's what I like. When something makes me think about how it could be faked or how it could be real or how it could be presented to people, it makes me go, hum. And all I want is something that makes me think. And that is what I really like. Uh, Sean said, this is why I prefer this show over the one or two others we found. A, thank you. You're the best. Like, seriously, some of the shit they say are people they have join in. Bruh, I'm with you. It is really tough for me to find a paranormal show that that I can 100% get behind. Um, I really love Reese Darby's um, podcast. I really love uh, uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club. They, they, they believe everything, and I don't believe everything, but they are the nicest, sweetest, most genuine guys that I really like getting behind it. Um, oh, thank you. Menace the Beast. I wanted to say, you, you said something earlier that I wanted to I wanted to respond to. What did you say? What am I sipping on? Menace the Beast. I am sipping on, um, now, Sailor Jerry's rum. Earlier, it was Captain Morgan and pineapple juice. I decided to go a little bit tropical tonight because, fuck it, it's Friday. Let's have some fun. Um... And, and before you tell me that it's not Menace the Beast, it's Manice the Beast or whatever, like however I'm pronouncing it wrong, look, I think I'm doing pretty well tonight. I've got I've got Jen. I've got Marcia. I've got Dave. I've got Sean. I mean, like, like I've got Era, and I've got Hashua. There's so many names now that I know the correct pronunciations of. Um... Yeah, I agree. Sometimes I can't uh, I can't watch <laughs> Carlos. I'm not going to say it on air, but what you just said, Carlos? No. I can't. I can't. I know too much behind the scenes stuff about it. Um <clears throat> let me tell you guys that there is there's a show that I want to do coming up very soon. I met an, an an incredible friend of a friend named Ashley Trube. She's so sweet. She's so awesome. Uh, she was also on Ghost Hunters and her and I were at a location where something very cool and very um, paranormal happened that I will be talking about in a future episode. I meant to go down there. The plan was Ashley and I were going to go back to this place. We we're going to talk to the people that lived there and worked there. And, and I was going to do a whole episode from there. Then the quarantine happened. And that sucked. So eventually, Ashley Trube and I will do an episode, whether she wants to or not. I know she does. But um, we're going to do an episode that is I personally am so excited for to go back to this location. And I might do an episode with the person via Skype just to give you an idea of what's going to happen. I know this is the the worst vague booking ever. I apologize. But um, to wrap it up, there are people from Ghost Hunters that I 100% believe. But... There are people from the show that uh, that you were talking about, Carlos, that, um, I don't know. Alrighty, so let's see what's, what everybody's talking about. Um, Robbie, always have the debunking. Why I listen? Thank you, Robbie. That's why I do the show. Marcia, no, you're awesome. You are the best. Thank you so much. Um... Yeah, you're right. You're right, Sean. It is vomit-inducing. I know exactly what you're talking about. I won't even bring them up. I don't want to give them any any advertising as well. 
Uh, Jay says, the bad part is that people don't think debunking is entertaining because it kills the myths and beliefs that have been around for centuries and people don't like to think that some of the stuff is fake or made up. A hundred percent, yeah. I have heard from personal friends, people that I know personally, that say, I love your show, but the debunking kind of bums me out because I want, you know, I want something that's gripping and terrifying and blah, blah, blah. Look, tonight's episode alone is enough to show you that you don't need to have, that you can have debunking. I almost misspoke. That you can have debunking and still have real paranormal stories that scare you to the bone. Jen's story. Marcia's story. Fuck it. Sean's, every story. Sean's story. Every Dave's story. Every story that's been on this, this episode tonight. I mean, come on. Holy shit, come on. Um... I'm changing my phone a bit, then I'm going to call in. Holy crap. Hashua might be actually calling in. Look, I'm not getting my hopes up. Don't you dare get my hopes up, Hashua. You call in. Um, I really hope you call in. I think it'd be awesome. I have to take a stitch break first and then hold on. Okay, we. I will vamp until you come back. Um, there's a lot of people saying that they they love they love debunking they love real creepy chronic crappy stories look i'm with you all uh ancient aliens is fantastic they don't have any debunking and they should between you and me and everybody listening right now they really should i've debunked stuff instantly on ancient aliens instantly but there's also been stuff in ancient aliens that made me go Wait, what? I didn't know that. Let me look into that. And I've actually done episodes based on me watching Ancient Aliens back in the day. Not recently so much, but still. Back in the day, it's very incredibly. Very incredible. It's it's a great show. Um, I like it. Whatever you do. We need it. Uh, look. I need it too. There is nothing more than I want in the world than to... Uh, look, my day job is great. It pays the bills. It's still here in a pandemic. Love my day job. But my dream is to do Paranormal Almanac, the TV show. For you guys, for me, for Stitch. Stitch? For everybody. I really want to do a Paranormal Almanac TV show or a radio show. To, to Look, my buddy Sean Bishop the best, love him more than anybody, says that, this is his words, not mine, that I am the, I am the, right now, I could fill in that gap left by Art Bell's passing. Those are big shoes to fill. I would love the challenge to do it, though. If I was just doing a national radio show where you guys could call in and it's a full-on radio show, would be the best thing in the world for me. If I can get paid a living... Doing Paranormal Almanac, I think it would be incredible. So, uh, ha hey, Hashua, I'm, I'm vamping as much as I can. Um, you know what? Hold on a second. Oh, okay. All right, good. I was going to repeat what you just said, Sean, but I thought you were serious for a second. I was like, oh, let me do this. Um, so, Joshua, the phone number to call in is 818-732-9399. Um, Ancient Aliens is my guilty pleasure too, Sarah. It is fantastic. Love it. But if I can do Paranormal Almanac the way I want to do it, 
as a radio show would be the best. It would be my dream come true. I could I could devote all my time to answering all of the thousands of emails that I have from you guys, you wonderful listeners. All of the Facebook messages that I have from you wonderful listeners that I feel terrible. Um, Sean, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's going to happen. It's going to be there. I'm already doing it. This is what I'm doing. This is this is this. This is this happening. Hi, pal. Mr. Bunny. Mr. Bunny. Um, Susan, there will you know, there will be still gatherings. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I'm not giving this up. Oh, oh, that reminds me. So so I cannot do a Twitch channel while I'm doing Facebook Live. Come on over, Stitch. You knocked over my headphones, but that's okay. I don't need them. I can't do a Twitch channel while I do Facebook Live. So at least I haven't figured it out yet. But um, the plan for this weekend is, and I will let everybody know, I'm going to see if the patrons want to do a special patron-only Zoom episode. If they do, I'm doing it just for the patrons. They're the best. They make this show as good as it is. Look, this microphone that you guys are all seeing right now wouldn't be here without the patrons. Neither would that, neither would a lot of this stuff be. But I also want to do a Zoom show for everybody this weekend. I want to see people. I'm sick of looking at my face. This is a giant screen of my face. Oh, this is also paid by paid for by the patrons. This enormous. All of this is oh wow, that looks cool. Is paid for by the patrons. The patrons are the best. The patrons make this show as good as it is. As as good as you as it can be. Um but I want to do a Zoom show with everybody because I want to see your faces. I want to see who's talking. I want to I want to see who I'm connecting with, who my listeners are, who everybody is. And that's this weekend. Um, yes, that is liquor I am drinking. Uh, Dave said the sweetest thing. I'm not going to repeat it because that's too nice. Um, you know what? Hopefully it's possible as well. Um, but all right, so that's the most the, that's the most vamping I can do, Joshua. I don't know how long your pee breaks are. Uh, yeah, Ashley, wasn't that trippy? I agree. Um, Joshua, I can't vamp any more than I already have, but I want to hear from you. So I don't want to end this show. Um, ah, come on, Susan. I can see your face in the little photo thingy. Don't even come on. Um, so this weekend will be a Zoom episode for the fans, for the patrons, it's okay, Sean. Don't don't even feel bad about that at all. Not at all. The fact that anybody is a patron to my show is the best thing in the world. And look, we're in a pandemic. Not everybody can continue the patron. I totally understand it. It is what it is. I'll see you on the other side of all this. Hold on one second. Hey, Stitch, what are you destroying? Oh, you got your treats? All right, go nuts. Um, okay, Joshua. That was the full 10 minute. There we go. Good timing, my friend. Come on. 
Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Curtis Joshua. Hey! How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm excellent. I got to say that this is perfect timing. So, all right, so, so yeah. you you said you had a story for me. I'm eager to hear it. What can I do for you? So, yeah, I was going to stick to the uh, kind of kids and ghosts script here. Um, so, and it's also where my uh, paranormal interest started. It happened when I was so young. Um, when I was younger, I lived in a haunted house. And uh, it was haunted because... Supposedly there was a guy who lived there in the 50s or 60s who was accused of being a pedophile, so he hung himself in the attic. Holy crap, um, that's not a fun ghost. No, it's not a fun So, uh, so the, the attic door itself would latch shut. It would have like a, a little level that you would pull, and then the door would come open. So you could latch it shut so the door wouldn't come open, but the door itself would still open up and opens. So we eventually had to take the door off so it wouldn't have to open up by itself anymore. But that's probably the most minor of paranormal things that would happen in the house besides the fact of always looking over your shoulder because you, you felt like something was watching you. Um, everyone that would come to bit would say the exact same thing. Um, the big thing I've even commented about it is that my two youngest sisters said that they, this guy that they saw, they referred to him as the boogeyman. And as soon as we moved, we moved when they were still pretty young uh, out of the house. And as soon as we moved, they stopped talking about him. The youngest one even totally forgot who the boogeyman even was. So that's probably one of the creepiest things that I dealt with in that house. Wait, I want to hear more about this boogeyman. So, so they said that they saw a boogeyman. Did they ever describe it or give us any information about what the uh, the boogeyman is? They just said that he he looked like a man. I mean, I was also very young when this happened, so I can't remember too much of that. Um, but I do know my my mom and my mom's second husband, which is their father, because my two younger sisters have a different father than I do. Uh, they remember getting told the stories by them all the time. And uh, the only reason that, that I even knew that most of these stories happened is because I remember how afraid I was of that house and thinking that there was always something there watching me and even the door opening. Because when I was younger, I was afraid my stepdad would tell me, oh, well, it's just the it's just wind or something. But then when I got older, I was like, all right, what was the deal with this house? And then they both told me, okay, well, this is what neighbors told us happened. And... Even the landlord said that uh, that the house was haunted. So wait, wait, wait! I want to know more more about that. So the landlord said, "Oh yeah, the the house is haunted." Really? Yeah. So supposedly people before us um, said that they had haunted stories too to the landlord. Um, and even afterwards, I because I used to deliver pizzas in that same town. Uh, that this is probably three years ago, and I delivered a pizza to that exact house. And I remember seeing the guy, and I said, hey, I used to live here. And then when I came back another time to deliver pizza at the house, the guy said, this house is a little strange, isn't it? And I said, yeah, big time. Holy crap, he confirmed it independently. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So wait, so all right, so you had the boogeyman. You have a bunch of a bunch apparently of paranormal activity that con- that it continues to this day. That's connected to that location. What was the the worst or most memorable, however you want to figure it out, uh, experience that you had there? Um. This, so this is this is probably the scariest one. It's one that I was maybe kind of always talking about. It's a little personal, but so my older sister, she um, she actually has disabilities. Um, so she said that one day she woke up and she woke up completely naked and underneath of her bed. Whoa! What the and, hell? Uh, That's my, not a usual one. My mom said. My mom's second husband actually got in trouble for it because people are going to believe, hey, it's a, a ghost or whatnot. Or some people thought, hey, she made it up or she didn't know what happened. But he, well, he didn't really get in trouble. She was just taken away from us. They did look into it, but they didn't pursue anything because they didn't feel like he did it. But my dad actually got custody of my sister because of that. And that's something that I always think about still to this day to think, well, this guy was supposedly a pedophile. That's exactly what I was going to go. Yes, that's exactly what I was hooking on to. I was like, I don't want to interrupt, but that guy was a fucking pedophile. What the hell? Holy shit. Hashua, look, man. So you have a pedophile ghost that continues its pedophilia after the fact. Like, Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I still have horrible dreams about that house. Like, I'll, I'll have nightmares that I go to that house. I'm either living in that house, like I, I move into that house as an adult, and and it's still creepy, or I just have dreams that I'm going to visit someone at that house, and I'm still, like, extremely terrified of that house and whatever was inside of it till this day. So let me ask you That's this. How, if someone said to you, hey... That house is for rent, and we'll rent it to you really cheap. Would you live there again? No, not at all. No, I, I've lived in other areas, or like other houses, that I felt that there might have been a presence in, uh, and I've never really had a problem with it, but that house legitimately made me afraid. Now, <clears throat> all right, so your your sister was, was taken away, I, I'm sorry. That's terrible. I absolutely hate that. But did she did she say anything? I know she was um, cha- mentally challenged. I think you said. Um, did she say anything of why of what happened? Why she was found naked under the bed or anything like that? No, she doesn't remember. Okay, um, that's probably that. for the best. I kind of like the fact. Waking up. Yeah. She just remembers waking up underneath the bed. Good Lord, I'm sorry. That is terrible. I'm sorry that that happened to her. I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, now, I, I mean, I don't know how to say it, but like, all right, so you personally didn't have anything happen to you that might be cons- might con- might be uh, part of the whole pedophile ghost? No. I'm okay, good. Uh, no. I, I've never really experienced anything like that when I lived there. The only thing I experienced was the fact that it, it was just an overwhelming feeling of someone watching you and just even like the presence of, of evil almost. Cause like I said, I've lived in other houses. Like my dad's house now is in a 
main area where the Revolutionary War was fought, so we see like a shadow oh, wow. pass by on the second floor, and I sometimes like feel like a little bit of a presence, but it's never anything bad. I don't mind it. Or when I broke up with my uh, girlfriend a couple years ago, I moved into another house. I had this this uh, presence that I felt like was in the bathroom because it used to be an older house and it was split in half, and my bathroom that I had. I could clearly tell it used to be like a mud room or an entrance to whatever the whole old house used to be. So when I, things would happen in there, I thought it was just the wind until one time my whole shower curtain like ripped open. Like it wasn't definitely wasn't the wind or, or things I'd have in the bathroom would move and throughout the house and it never bugged me because I just never felt like a presence of darkness or evil. But I did in that house when I was younger. And to be honest, I don't know if it's just because I was young and scared why I felt like it was a presence of evil or if it was because of whatever spirit was in that house. But after talking to my mom and her second husband, being older and hearing the story makes me kind of tend to think that it, it was a darker presence in the house. So they, all right, you just said you talked to your mom and her and whoever, so adults, if you will, experienced something that made them go, no, you're you're imagining, you know, that made them not go, you're imagining things or bullshit or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Now, did they ever yeah, say what they... Yeah, younger, they gave me excuses because I don't, don't think they... I think they didn't want to scare me, but when I got older, it, my mom was out with, with he... what, what happened and what we experienced. And she's not even that much of a paranormal buff. My, my father is, that's how... I really got into this besides living in that house when I was younger. So it's weird to hear that come from her, that she also experienced feelings of being watched and just what the landlord told her and what neighbors told her of what happened in that house. Sure. Sure. And, and, and all right, so that's good that she was at least aware enough to know that something's happening and that she shouldn't alarm you when you were younger. But when then you started getting older, then she could be like, okay, I can relate to you as an adult and tell you that something is going on in the house and the property, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Now, did you confirm as an adult, have you confirmed that there was a pedophile that killed himself at that house? I've tried to look up the house's history and I can, can never find that actually, to be honest with you. Okay. No, no, no. That's totally that fine. Thing. It's a tough thing because not a lot of people, not, a, I mean, not any people had to had to openly say yes someone died at this house it wasn't until very recently that that was a thing um and that's kind of why i was asking if you had found something you know 20 years ago that would have been very impressive because it is not a common thing to say that a real estate agent has to to you know disclose that somebody died at that house the only thing I could say to you, though, is to try and see if you can, um, you know, newspapers.com is what I use when I do any of my newspaper episodes or any of my, I want to confirm a story actually happened the way that somebody said it happened. I'll go to newspapers.com. It's a cheap, there's a free trial that, that goes on, I think, for a week. But, you know, I, 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 I am a member of it because I use it so often in Paranormal Almanac. But you might be able to find something, you know, you can you can narrow the, the date time around it. You can narrow the address. You can narrow everything you can think of that you might be able to find out if this is true, if there is a kernel of truth to this. And I have a feeling between you and I, 
and everybody listening, I have a feeling that that kernel of truth is that a pedophile died at that location. It does not surprise me or would not surprise me at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally believe that. And I, I have tried to look. I probably could definitely look deeper. I mean, I'm really obsessed with actually using newspapers.com and other things. So oh, good. I'm obsessed with Ancestry, so I'm always trying to do stuff like that. And then in the past when I've done Ancestry, I've looked in newspapers to try to find old articles of my family members or my grandfather. I've, I've actually searched for stuff like that again, and I've not been able to uh, find anything. No, I mean, and, and it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, you know, even if you had every information, you had the date the guy died and the name of the guy, that's not saying that the newspaper ever reported the fact that, you know, Charles X died because he was a pedophile at the location. I mean, it's not exactly a, a you know, award-winning story, so that might not have ever been reported. Yeah. Yeah, plus the town is pretty small, so I'm assuming that back then it was it was a lot smaller sure so it could have just never been reported at all oh no definitely now all right so now i'm going to switch gears like i've done with everybody on this on this uh show today um and ask you first of all fantastic thank you for calling i mean this is this has been something i never would have expected to have a a possible pedophile ghost on the show um have you ever had any other experiences, UFO or cryptids or anything like that? It's fine if you haven't, but I want to ask. Yeah, I mean, I've, I have saw UFO before. Um, I remember my comment about the Mandela effect, if you remember. Yes. The twins at my school. Yes, yes, yeah, I know I mean, exactly, yeah. I actually messaged the kid. He hasn't even read my message. I'm hoping he reads it gets back to me. I forget, um, I mean... Even though it's kind of like a weird subject to bring up. Just, I'm like, hey, have you ever heard of the Mandela Effect? I think I knew you in another <laughs> time. I forget, did that ever make it to the air? I'm sorry, everything kind of blurs together between things I read and things that actually make you, it on the you air. Did, you did read it. Okay, excellent. Oh, awesome. That's exactly uh, what I want. Oh, please, please, please keep me posted on whether he ever responds to a possible Mandela Effect about a personal experience with the twin, which, which which would be the the first of its kind, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's definitely creepy. I never really felt much of it, except for I thought that they were just messing with me until I, I honestly never even heard of the Mandela Effect until last year when I listened to your uh, podcast about that. And right away, like, I don't even I remember even driving in the car with my girlfriend listening to it, and I told her I was like have a story that somehow relates to that and told her and even she thought that it it was very weird and kind of Mandela effect like oh hell yes I yeah. distinctly remember the scar the twins and them, them looking alike but neither of them seemed to remember me hey you know what I, I mean yes 100% this is a very unique Mandela effect which I'm really hoping that they actually respond to you because it would really help out validating it one way or another however they respond if they say nope a thousand percent nope that's a validation if they say oh yeah yeah i was there that's a validation as well but i do want to say something that yeah. that sean just said because you know you know sean you guys message back and forth quite a bit sean said um also josh you lied you don't sound like vader and now i'm sad so there you go <laughs> well luckily i'm breathing a lot better today than i usually do so 
I was really curious to see what would happen when you actually called in, if it was really going to be like, so, like, I was really hoping if it was going to be very Vader-like, and I got to be honest, not, not so Vader-like, I'm, I'm disappointed, you let us down on the, the, the Vader asthmatic, um, um, front, if you will. Maybe next time I won't take my hand <laughs> off. Well, no, I hey, man. It's definitely completely the opposite. I was, because my allergies are killing me. I think it's because it's so cold here in the PA region this week that there's not many allergies. But last week was a little warmer, and I just couldn't breathe at all. It sounded like I was talking to you in, like, a hurricane. Like, <laughs> like every other word. Wait, you're from uh, Pennsylvania? Yes. How close to Jersey are you? Um, not too far. Where I work in Pennsylvania is actually right on the borderline of PA in New Jersey. All right, so just everybody that's calling in tonight is going to have a Jersey um, area, a, a Jersey connection, if you will. So let me ask yeah. you this: how yeah. close to uh, how close to Scranton are you? That's the only part of Pennsylvania that I know. It's about a little, a little bit more than an hour away. Oh, okay. So it's not, it's you're not, you don't live in the office, is what I'm, what I'm getting at. That's about yeah. all I know, sadly. I'm from Bucks, Bucks County, which is where um, signs was filmed. Oh, all right. Yeah. See, you connected it for me. Now I know exactly where you're, or, or I know roughly where you're from. All right. See, that's very cool. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Um, hey, Hashua. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> for everybody that's not in the chat room, he said he jokingly said his name was Hashua because everybody's name i got wrong tonight um hey man dude thank you so much for calling this was fucking awesome man like this was very cool yeah man this was awesome i have a feeling yeah i have a bunch of other stories i'll definitely uh, be calling it again please do please do and 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 between you and me well everybody listening i have a feeling that you just ended this show with a fucking phenomenal phone call so hey man thank you so so much Thanks for having the show because I love it. And the first episode I've ever heard of this, I loved it. And uh, I'm never going to stop listening to this oh, show. Oh, man. Thank you, dude. Thank you so much. That, that, that means that means the world to me. Um, it really does. Dude, thank you for listening. And and if you ever want to hear a topic, you know, you know, hit me up. Message me and let me know. I will gladly start uh, working on a topic. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be the next show, but, you know, I'll start working on it right away for you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Cool. Thank you, man. Hey, happy weekend. I will hopefully see you on here and um, everywhere very soon, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, sir. Have a good weekend. All righty. So before I continue, let me uh, let me turn off the phones. I think that was a perfect. I think it was a freaking perfect call to end this show. Boom. Phones are off. Um. Let me uh, let me set up one more thing. Boy, it'd be nice if I could actually figure out where this was. All right. So that about does it for this show. I can take these off. That's cool. Um, sometimes, depending on the air conditioning and everything, I have to put the headphones on so I could hear everything. Uh, but, um, dude, I- I'm at the two-hour mark. Fantastic calls tonight. This show... You guys, 1,000% made up for last night's episode with me just rambling without having a topic because I was not prepared. That's on me. 
I should be prepared for these kind of things because you guys are doing a freaking amazing show. Now, I will say that this show tonight was because of Dan. Dan, you didn't call in. I didn't see you on the chat. Not saying you aren't here. But this entire show is for you, buddy. Where the hell are you, man? I want to hear from you. Um, all right, before I get... Uh, before I end this thing, let me go through the messages real quick and uh, see what everybody's been saying. Bum, 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 bum. Dave has more stories for next time. And Kurt, I may shoot you a separate email. Please do. I will I will stop right there. Yes, please do. You got my email. Send me. Um, my son's listen to that drives me nuts about the Mandela Effect. Look, the Mandela Effect is an incredible thing. It, it scares me and it blows me away on a regular basis. Sean Bishop and I talk about the Mandela Effect possibly too much. Um, Menace the Beast. What's your name, Menace the Beast? Before I before I end this show, I want to know, I want to give you a personal shout out. I don't want to just say Menace the Beast. Uh, Menace the Beast says, honestly, you made my mornings at work and till now, uh, you the best, the, you rock, you make my quarantine so much better. Thank you. I want to give you a personal shout out. So please let me know your name. Um, Jersey's haunted. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent convinced Jersey's haunted. Like, I don't want to go there. You guys are all fucking crazy. I don't want to go there. Um, Hashua, you are the best, sir. Sean, great show. Ah, oh, come on. You're the best. Um, uh, Dave, thank you, Kurt. Thank you, sir. Thank you for calling in. You guys are awesome. Jonathan, there we go. Menace the beast. Jonathan. Thank you so much. This whole episode is dedicated to Jonathan. Tonight's episode, just for Jonathan, for everybody that called in. Thank you so much. Marcia and Jen and Dave and Sean and and, and Hashua and jo it's, his name is Joshua. Everybody, thank you all so much for making this show, this episode, one of my favorites because, again, I'm a listener and this is exactly what I wanted to hear. You know, maybe I will visit. I would love to come on a visit. That'd be amazing. But this whole episode is dedicated to Jonathan. Thank you all for listening. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig. Stitches somewhere elsewhere. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig. This has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac Bonus Edition. Everybody Oh, you but him on your business.